As dads, some days we feel like we have all the answers, and some days we feel like we don't have a clue. If that describes you, you're at the right place. This is the All Pro Dad Podcast. And speaking of all pro dads, I'm here with a bunch of, what do we say, just above average right. dads? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On I, our good days. Yeah. Semi-pro dads. Yeah. Did pining you, to be in the in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's who you're talking with, folks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, the more I think about, it, the deeper we get into these episodes, I keep thinking. I hope people don't think that we think that we're the pros, yeah. but we're yeah. trying. Right? We're figuring we're it out, just like there. We're figuring it out. That's yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're we figuring it out. Be, we want to be all pro. We want to be. We <laughs> will be. be yeah. But you know, I and I think if you're tuned in right now. It's that's kind of making you an all pro dad. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? There's yeah. that. Because you're desiring step. to figure this out with us. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love it. And so each week we ask one question. That's all we can handle. We're gonna ask one question. Uh talk about this, talk about the challenges of it, talk about maybe some answers of it. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna give you a pro move. And that's just sounds bigger than it is. It's just something that's really powerful but really doable for real dads living mm-hmm. in the real world. And yeah. as we're sitting around this table, I'm realizing more and more we do live in the real world, yeah. Yeah. dads. Yep. And so yep. we're with you. I don't feel like we're having to stretch to relate to our audience. I think we're all going, <laughs> no, we have not risen above either. So yep. uh, the question uh, of the day is, how do I raise a non-judgmental child? And I thought that was that's pretty heavy. So I thought we'd start with this. Has your kid ever mimicked a behavior of yours that just made you cringe? You know, because kids mm-hmm. are always watching. Have they ever mimicked something that you've done? You're going, oh man, they really are watching. Yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, my answer to that is all the time. Yes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my boys in different ways. They are just they're they're spitting images really? of me. Yeah. In, in some ways, some good, some really great ways, and and I love those. And then I'm a, a fishing, lot of I'm fishing for the cringes. A like, lot of the yeah. bad within the past week. There's like <laughs> there there was a moment where I, I remember the moment at least, or my feeling of like oh god. Yeah, there it and was. it's just like self shaming. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. I feel like they're a manifestation of self shaming. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the uh, the self talk that they they uh, mimic from me, uh, and I didn't notice it until my now six year old Noah uh, did it. Which was like whenever I would do something, I would always say, "I'm so bad at this," mm. right? And to me, it's just a you know natural, and yeah. I'm like, I, but I'm not that hard on myself. But when I heard my six year old son do something where he messed up and said, mm. "I'm so bad at this," I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. yeah. And then I had to start correcting it in him, and you know, by correcting yeah. it in myself to not yeah. to not yeah. say that. I, mm. I, I've noticed it a lot in what they say yeah. uh, more than what they do necessarily, but they 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 repeat everything you say, and then. I found that, um, but this this specific instance, um, they would. That my son was doing something that I was doing, where I was like, his mother would say, "Hey, will you do this?" And she she asked me to do things around the house all the time. And most of the time, I j- I don't respond. I just do them. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. say, "Yes, babe, I'll do it. No problem. Give me a second, or I'll just go do it." And so what he has started doing is his mom will ask him to do something, he won't respond, and I'm like. Did you hear your mother? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know she was like, what her. do you mean? I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it. Like, you didn't yeah. say it. And, and then I real, and she, mm. she was like, 
looked at me, gave me, gave me the look. And I was like, yeah. oh, I do that. Oh, yeah. oh, mm. I do that. I, I know I do. You know, hearing you guys, it's all rushing to my head. <laughs> now I'm like, I know. oh, golly. Now, yeah. now the examples are coming clear. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fletcher is my youngest and um, he's, he's kind of, we're working with him with like, he gets like really frustrated really fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I can get frustrated sometimes and things that are silly, you know, like, but are you kidding me? Like, like kind of stuff like that. And then he'll mm. say, and a lot of times it's like really cute, you know, cause he's six. Right. Right. Yep. But it's <laughs> yeah. just like, I, I kind of want to, yeah. you know, stop that there, please, because it's just going to manifest into yeah. Yeah. getting frustrated really fast at stuff yeah, that does it, matter or yeah. stuff yeah. that could get you punched in the face <laughs> right. one right. day, you know? So yeah. it's just like, they're literally just repeating the sound bites <laughs> right. in, in right. the exact same yeah. mannerisms, yeah. had nothing to do with And, and I see him do no this all contact. the time, like, <laughs> like this. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I do that. They're just listening to it. It's the, I don't know how to describe that. You gotta be kidding! Yeah, the hands in the, the hands air, in touching the air, my like, head, t- like yeah. tapping the forehead, like oh, yeah, man. like use your brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reggie, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, piggyback off yours, and it's different hearing it from a teenager, Oof. Uh, mm. especially my daughter. You know, my boys like they're my relationship's been a little different with them. It's been a little uh, more physical. It's mm. been a little bit more humorous, a little bit more activity. Mm-hmm. Um, with her, it's been a little bit more relational in terms of conversations yeah. that we have. She, you know, she could have a deep conversation with me early on. I remember when she was just like two years old, like I'm talking and she grabs me by the face so I can look her in the eyes. I'm thinking, I don't think my boys know what color my eyes are. So <laughs> I don't, wow, this is really different. Yeah. But watching her at 16, uh, and we're oddly, we can be a lot alike. She'll say things like, "I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. That was so stupid. I'm so stupid." Mm-hmm. She'll go, oh, I'm, I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She is a chronic apologizer, and I said, "Babe, why do you, you know, why do you apologize all the time?" She's like, "I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry." And her mom gently went, "I think because both of us do that. Mm-hmm. We're both chronic apologizers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And uh, I think that's one of the ones that's made me cringe. I'm yeah. going, oh, I'm sending you off to college, and right. we're still working on you not saying yeah. that I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, so that's that's ones that can make us cringe. And those went a little deeper, like we were saying, what's something fun? But I think all of those are important. What do you guys, you know, what can we do as dads to model non-judgmental behavior for our own kids? So let's <laughs> let's kind of shift this. We're living in a very very polarized world. Uh, we see people doing things that we absolutely not uh, do not agree with. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so how do we do this? I mean, when we came up with this topic, I was like, oh, this is one I struggle with the most. So how do we do that? I, I would say you start with being educated, hmm. right, on on things that you could judge. And I think hmm. judgments typically come from an uneducated place. Hmm. And now we're not talking about values. We're not talking about truths. But when I when I were raising our kids seven, six, and two, very young, but the world is forever changing, and there's so right. many things that are outside of the values we build our in our children in our home. And so, with that, I'm like, okay, you're going to be because we're building values in them. You're going to be able to judge things, 
because you're going to be like, that's not the value that I was raised right. with. That's not the truth that I was raised with mm-hmm. um, and, and that I have my foundational, uh, you know, beliefs on. Uh, so therefore, we have to instill uh, education on the things that are outside of our home mm-hmm. because now they can say, oh, I can still love you. Oh, yes, you can still love. I can still do these things that just doesn't like put this fear in my heart about you where then now I'm judging you and I'm saying you're wrong, you're wrong. I don't want to raise kids like that. Right. I want to raise kids yeah. that love, mm. but they know and have values. We want them to love, but we want them to have values. So how do we do that in a way where we're talking about values, but they're not judgmental? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? So I think uh, what, I, what I've tried to do, what my wife and I've tried to do with our boys is uh, to instill in them the the innate value of a person. To judge someone um, flippantly or quickly, I think, devalues that person as a person, mm. and it puts the value of their actions on on them as a person. One of your messages to your kids, kids, every person is valuable. Every person matters. Every, mm-hmm. See, every yeah. person matters. And... I think we forget that, you yeah, guys. Yeah. I think, you know, that's so profound, but I think we forget, right? Yeah. We, we're so used to our story, too. Like, yeah, we're right. so familiar with our story. Mm-hmm. And to your point about education is we have no idea their story. Mm. We have no idea what they're yeah. going through in that moment where they're doing something or making choices mm. that we disagree with. And maybe it's part mm-hmm. of who they are, and they that's just the choices that they make. But we also judge behaviors like in an earlier episode we we're talking about kids losing control and parents like yelling at them in stores you're like you have no idea what's going yeah. on in that parent's mm. mind in that moment yeah and, and you you have no idea what has affected them uh up until this point to cause them to choose the choices that they're making the things mm-hmm. that they believe in what has what has surrounded them their whole life that causes them to make those choices mm-hmm. and so for me like what we're trying to teach our kid is that it's kind of similar but the the idea of of being uh of judging someone is putting yourself above them like mm-hmm. i am better than yeah. that person That's because a great of definition. Mm-hmm. say that one more yeah, time yeah it's like I, I by saying i i'm judging you by saying i am better than yeah. you i mm-hmm. am more moral than you i have a better moral compass i have a better uh you know framework of how to do life than you do. And that's, yeah. we're trying to mm. teach our kids that like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. <laughs> Number one, I mean, you, you, you have a moral framework and you live in that, but you, again, you, you can't put your, yourself above them because now you're standing on this pedestal looking down at someone um, mm. and you've, you've almost forgotten them as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you don't know what, what's right, going exactly. on. Yeah. When I was just thinking, like when you were talking, like, if you really think about it, everyone outside of our immediate family, like whenever we meet them or whenever we see them, like we're just getting a snapshot of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We're not seeing their entire life. Right. Like what you were right. saying, we yeah. don't know where they're coming from. No. We don't know where they're going to. We just have them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, it's hard. It's so hard to judge a person by a moment. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be judged know? that way. You know, I don't want yeah, 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 to be judged by a moment either. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. And I was going to say, and this may just be for me or our listeners, which is like, as we're discussing raising a non judgmental child, we're not saying that you're affirming. Any and everything. 100%. Because right. you love and you can move in that way. You can, you know, um, love people as they are people. Mm. But. 
like as I as I and this just kept coming to me as we were talking. It's like, well, shoot, are we saying that we're uh, we affirm anything and everything? It's like, mm-hmm. no, we're just saying we're not going to raise our children to judge, so they're not sitting at a higher seat of I'm mm-hmm. a better human yeah. than you. But they're saying, hey, you know what? If I'm going to move with love, I can show you that and still hold my values mm-hmm. and still yeah. hold yeah. the truth. The, the moment somebody yeah. feels like from you that you think you're better than them, you've lost them. You have no influence. You you have no influence whatsoever. Mm. You have no shot at having a relationship. You have have no chance. Right. And so I just think it's the thing. So I'm hearing, don't elevate. Don't don't elevate. We want to lead. You said, I want to move in love. Mm. And I just think, oh, wow. I want my kids to move towards love. If they have to err toward anything, move toward love. We can talk about values over here without it being based on this person being mm-hmm. wrong or right. less than, yeah. right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So how do we address our own biases and prejudice to ensure that we're not unintentionally passing them on to our kids? I mean, because we've got our judgments, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we continually, like, put ourselves through a filter going, what What do I have judgment over? Like, yeah. what am I judging? Or what am I quick to judge? Or, or what do I know that I'm 100% right on? Like, how do we continue <laughs> to explore that? I would say um, monitored exposure. Mm. Um, like, so let's just use this. I, we listen to a lot of music in our house, typically worship music, but I love some country every now and then. Okay. Right? Oh, really? So, who, do you, who do you like? I don't know names. I just know. I just know melodies. I just know the vibe. You don't want to take it that far. Yeah, I can't take it that far. That's weird. No, but, um, uh, but so with country, I'm like, okay. I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, oh, country music is stupid. Mm-hmm. Now, this is might be like some high level situation, right? This isn't the deep stuff. But so they don't do that. Well, let's mm-hmm. like play some country music. Right. So then now they're exposed to it. Now they're not, you know, going to pass on this, you know, I, I, being black. I, you guys know that, right? I'm black. Okay. So like, <laughs> what? wait, being a, <laughs> what? So, so it's like, you know, typically, you know, especially in Minnesota, black people don't yeah, listen to a country like that. Now mm. in the South, they do. But so again, just circling it around, it's, I expose my kids to that. So then they're not like, you know, having this uh, judgment or, or this, uh, their own bias to that type of music. Mm. And that could be with a lot of other things too. But again, it's monitored. It's not like just go and expose to Monitored exposure. Yeah. I love that. Like to go, we're going to put out something there that we're not going to judge. But we're not going to, it doesn't have to be involved things that we're going to have to rewind and work on. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah it has to be monitored. Gonna, that's yeah. good. Monitored exposure. I like that. What do you guys think? Well, I, I mean, I had the same kind of example. I grew up on Tupac and Biggie, you know, and so like <laughs> that that has had a connotation um being negative sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you so, tell us what Rom did with those. Yeah. Tell us yeah. <laughs> that was my first album that I bought with my own money, $24.99. Uh, she snapped it right in half yeah. behind my back, mind you, and then took me to the trash can and showed me that she did it. Just a straight savage. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, so when I, when I think about, you know, hip hop music, I love it. And I want my kids to be exposed to it and not be afraid of it because mm-hmm. In some in some cases, people are like no, you can't. That's that that music has negative connotation. Yeah. I, I 
I, I grew up on it and I love it. And so right. I listen to it and, um, you're not I, snapping anybody. I'm not CDs, snapping anybody's right? CDs, but, but no, I listen, but for me, I listen, you know, to KB and to Lecrae. And I, so that's the, I like that music, especially when I'm working out, but you know, I want my kids exposed to the things that may seem scary to them. Like, mm. and there's some people propose as scary as like, Ooh, you need to stay away from that. Like, no, no, no. You walk right up to it and you figure it out and you figure out what's what's right about it, what we don't agree with it. And and because if you if you continue that, that that is where you start slipping into that judgment. It's like, oh, that's bad. I can't be close to that. I can't be near that. I can't I can't associate with that. Mm. And so it's like, no, no, that's because you're uneducated about it. And so it's like, what what do you what else in in life? I, I, I that was the first example that came to my mind. That's good. I think, I think to help my kids, I need to help like better myself. Mm. Going back to like my example with Fletcher, um, kind of getting really worked up and stuff like that. Uh, I have noticed that like when I'm, you know, maybe scrolling through the Twitter headlines, it really just makes me sad and angry and, and a little hopeless sometimes, Mm. unfortunately. And, and that just, that trend that does translate into my overall demeanor or, you know, or, or how I'm interacting with my family after I've, you know, Twitter scrolled for a little bit. And then, right. and then all of a sudden now, you know, we got to do some chores and I'm like, I'm already ticked off because of, <laughs> oh, you know, wow. something that someone said on yeah. Twitter and, and now I got to do the dishes. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> you're, you're, so exposure to judgmental people makes yes. you more, mm. it, Either makes you more judgmental, or it makes me. You know, it's the angry. echo chamber. I'm yeah. going to find yeah. all the people that agree with me, and you see all the right. stuff, and everybody's mad. All your people judging the same yeah, way right, as you. Right, right. Now I'm judging. Kids are the great equalizer, right? Yeah. They, they, we have to teach them to be judgmental. I think. I think you got to teach yeah. a kid yeah. how to be judgmental. We just went to a, a thing called Lighthouse Retreat. It's for families that are dealing with childhood cancer, and everyone's like, "Oh, that sounds so sad." And it is sad, but it's not sad. Like you, so you go down there with your family and you serve families that are dealing with it so they can get a break because they don't get a break. Mm-hmm. So there's a nurse down there and there's all this professional thing. And then there's all these families that are dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You watch kids, and I'm getting chill bumps just thinking about it. You watch kids, they equalize everything. They go play. They don't see anything. Every yeah. kid's the same. I think that we have to teach that. I mean, because kids, yeah. do you guys think that? Do you think we have to teach them to be well, judgmental? Yeah, I, I think... You know, we I I love our church. By this point, I think it's like sixty-two different nations represented at our church, and but that just means that like my my kids like when we go to Sunday when they go to Sunday school or when they're doing like children's ministry, like they are exposed to kids that are coming from regions all over the world. Mm. Like some some of my my son's best friends at church, like their family came from Africa like five years ago. And they're playing together. And and the beautiful thing about it is that, like, I guess I've, I've un, unbeknownst to me, we've been able to have our boys in situations where they're surrounded by people from different nations. And, and it's not a big deal. My kids will ask and they'll be like, hey, so-and-so, like, they talk about how their family does this and this. Like, that's just really different. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, all families are different, you know, and. Yeah. Helping them, helping them to realize that. Reggie, weigh in here from from a race perspective. Like, what is with your kids? How does how does that play itself out? My kids are black and Vietnamese, 
So they are biracial and and like they're learning that too, which is which is crazy. And I realize you have to be intentional about teaching things like that. So to the question of like there are families who um it may be a little bit harder just because of their uh social economic standpoint and stance that like there are some neighborhoods where, yeah, I mean, there might be 2% uh, African-American in the neighborhood. Like, so how do we expose our kids to yep. to African-Americans? Yeah. Like, mm. how do you, right? So you have to be way more intentional, mm. right, in doing so. And you again, that's the fear thing, right? You can't be scared mm. if the the if your son, your daughter is listening to hip hop again, monitored because there's a lot of yeah. music that's on yeah. any side of you know um, genre. You gotta be like, hey, there's you can't country songs. Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So so, but you you just can't fear it, yeah. Um, because there's gonna be you're gonna set up this wall that the kids are as they grow older, they're not even gonna know it's there mm. because it's been embedded in them that it's like. I'm not even knowing this wall of that, this fear I have about this other race. And so that you got to help them. I mean, you don't even have to help them at early age. You just make sure the wall is never built up. And it, mm. it starts with you, though, as a parent, I believe. It starts with you as a dad, as a mom um, that's going to help yeah. you, you know, never have the wall, this invisible wall of fear and, and uh, judgment in place in, in front of your, your kids. I love that. So let me ask you guys this question. How do we empower children to stand up against discrimination? It's going to be a case-by-case basis with the kids because it depends on their level of understanding, their level of maturity, um, their personality, right? Mm. Their, their, their willingness to be bold and stand up. And some, sometimes it's going to be different with, with each kid. Um, I think my daughter is like very bold mm. and my son is a people person. Like he, he's a relator. He loves, he loves people and he loves to be the entertainer. And my daughter is the rule follower. And so mm. I can I can already tell right. she's gonna be bold and he's going to have be Buck. He, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. going to be me. Uh, he's gonna be the one that's uh, nah, I don't wanna hurt their feelings or I don't wanna, mm. you know, go this far. But I think it's it's teaching them based on you know, how they're wired or how they're made to, to deal with those situations. And it, it is a case by case basis. Mm. And so for her, it's going to be easy, easy, mm-hmm. you know, right. and for him, mm. it's like, come on, what do you, how did you feel in that moment? How did that make you feel mm. when that happened? Did you feel like that was right? Um, and it's okay uh, to say something or do something, or maybe you don't say something to, to the person that's uh, doing something egregious, but maybe you, you teach him to go to the person that they were cool. egregious to yeah. and say, hey, I'm so sorry that that happened. Yeah, I, I would say um, you model it first uh, in situations. And they, like for us, they come up where, you know, again, my wife is Vietnamese. And so I remember we were at the pool one day and um and so my nephew Alex who who was there he's full of Vietnamese and uh and then we had another kid another family that was there and and this is uh, a black kid and so he was like um he kept saying to my nephew like yeah are you gonna make me some rice are you gonna make me some rice and I every time I heard like I heard it probably twice and I was like was this he is he saying what I think he is and in that moment I said hey we don't talk like that Right. And I use the word we strategically because one, like Mm. we're building a community 
Like we we are a community. You're not we, any different from me. Like it could have been, and because I, I, I and that's what I told him. I said, "Hey, what if my nephew here said, hey, um, do you want me to make you some fried chicken?'" I was like, "I would tell him." And I said this whole conversation in front of my kids. Mm. I was like, "I would tell him." We don't talk like that. Mm, it becomes yeah. a we thing. As we know, we try to model yeah. who we want our kids to be to the best of our ability, um, and we don't want them to be, you know, judgmental. Yeah. And, and mm. just, I'd say I, what Buck was saying about like like people as in general the phrase i love is always we we are they like if they say mm. they are like this no no no. Yeah. we are they we, yeah we yeah. are yeah. we're all part of that group well That's and good. to tie some of these things together like i do think what you were saying is extremely important of we're we're a community mm-hmm. we're a community of human beings mm. and we don't do that mm-hmm. you know we don't we don't talk to people that way we don't put people down like that because i think mm. tying in what you were saying uh in the beginning is that you know when we judge, we separate ourselves out away mm-hmm. from the situation to mm-hmm. to overlord, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. look over uh, the situation. And so, you know, when we model that, like I like what you're saying of like, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Not you don't talk like that. You're right. Because that mm-hmm. automatically means that I can if I wanted to. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. oh, that's good. I yeah. can talk like that if I want to, but you cannot talk like that. Yeah. Right. We, we don't talk like that. Right. You know, and I, I do that often with my boys yep. too, especially when they're like fighting with each other. Right. Yep. You know, yep. like that's a, that's a good, like everyday example because like <laughs> yep. some of these things right. don't come up every day. You right. Know, right. Of my right. kids being judgmental. But will my boys fight every day? Eh, probably. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're judging their siblings, and right? And they're judging. Like, yeah. 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 In those moments, yeah. they're judging. But, yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah. When, yeah. but yeah. when I'm, when I'm talking to them about what's going on, it is we. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm bringing we into it and mm-hmm. not team Buchanan right here. Yeah. yeah. We're the team. That's so good. Gosh, I love these podcasts. I feel <laughs> like we get done and go, Oh, that was good. <laughs> Reggie, that was good. Jason, that was good. Buck, that was good. And it just feels like learning so, so much from you guys. And I just, thank you for that. What do you guys say? Let's just, let's pro move of the day would be what? I, I just, I would want dads to just be more aware mm-hmm. of, What's going on in your kids' lives and and kind of what they're talking about? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and be more aware of how you are handling those situations. If it is a, a more normal situation, like, you know, discipline because your your kids are fighting, mm-hmm. you know, how what's your response? Do you say like you can't say that, or do you say we don't talk that way? Okay, so you a know, pro move could be we're going to start saying we don't do. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely, I, and I. I Get them in the mindset of of treating others like you would want to be treated, mm. not yeah. like you were. This is one of the conversations mm. I have with my kids all the time. You don't treat them like they treated you to get them back or to mm. be fair. Oh, yeah. You treat them how you would want to be treated. And that's a hard concept for kids to understand because mm. naturally they want to retaliate. They want right. to level the playing field. You, you just mm-hmm. put me down. Now I need to drag you down here with me. And so for me, I'm always saying, when your, when your sister did that to you, did you like it? No, you didn't like it. Mm. Well, do you think you turned around and you did the exact same thing to her? Do you think that's right? So just having those intentional conversations yep. with saying like, Hey, teach them the lesson, pause in the moment and mm. teach them the lesson that you're trying to teach them in a calm way. Cause it's easy for you right. to just be like, blow up and be like, stop fighting. I'm just annoyed that you guys are fighting. <laughs> right. That's good. 
Yeah, I would say uh, to to not move in fear, uh, but move in truth and love. Mm. and stand on that as a foundation uh, for, I mean, we live in a world we can judge so many things. The world is not easing up on the things that, you know, come out and that we could judge, but that's where you're standing on your love and you're standing on, on truth. And then, you know, it, it, I think it shields you from judging, but Mm. it helps you be impactful Mm. in the world. It helps you be very impactful. Um, So you guys, thanks for teaching me on this. This is good stuff. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and thanks for everyone that's listening. Uh, we hope this encourages you to continue to be an all-pro dad. Thanks for listening to the All-Pro Dad podcast. All-Pro Dad is the fatherhood program of the nonprofit Family First. Along with our motherhood program, iMom, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the All-Pro Dad Play of the Day, by going to allprodad.com slash subscribe and get daily powerful and practical fatherhood tips in your inbox. The All-Pro Dad podcast is hosted by me, Ted Lowe, produced by Bobby Lewis.